watch at night. A spooky, scary skeleton podcast where this isn't a safe space. It's a liminal one. Bum, bum, bum. Boo. Boo. I don't like it. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what liminal, liminal means. I'm Joe. Welcome to the Watch at Night. Um, where uh, the the joke is the theme. Where, I mean, what? Look, what are you talking about? What well, no, are you talking about? Liminal space. Here, hold on. Let me look it up. Listen, man, you don't need to try to save it. It's over. Oh, no. Yeah. I can, I can like, beat this dead horse. No, you can't. <laughs> you can bring it back to life. <laughs> Zombie horse. But uh, this is They Watch at Night, a spooky, scary skeleton podcast where you explore the the reaches of horror. I'm Joe. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ben. And uh, today we're going to be talking about... Skinamarink. Skinamarink, a dink a dink, skinamarink, a do. God, if that had actually played in the movie, would have actually been a little, <laughs> a little bit more frightening. Uh, yeah, probably anything would be fucking more frightening. But I'll save it. I'll save my critiques. <laughs> well, we already know how you feel about this oh, movie already. I feel a lot of things about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever um, saw Kyle Edward Ball on the streets, man. I'd shake his hand and thank him for making such an excellent piece of art. No, I'd take a fucking Lego block and shove it down his throat. <laughs> God. Um, so, uh, today's, this week's topic uh, is Skinamarink, a movie that came out on Shudder recently. Um, and I was I was intrigued by the, uh, the, the premise, which is... Uh, what premise? Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. Um, I'm glad it was written out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I found that online today. I, I looked it up before I watched the movie. <laughs> um, so I had a I had an interest in this because it, it sounded interesting. The trailer looked very different than a, the, the the normal horror movie that's coming out where everything's always happening. <laughs> <laughs> where things are happening. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I I personally very much enjoyed it. Did you know? I did. What did you enjoy about it, John? Well, let me crack open this book because I knew oh, you'd ask this you question. You had to write it down. I had to write it down. just didn't stick. Because <laughs> I have a bad memory. Mm. All right. So, um, I really love the color, color grading, um, the, the contrast of like dark, uh, oh, actually, let me, let me start differently. Uh, so a liminal space is an, (laughs) is an aesthetic. (laughs) Hold on. No, this, this works. A liminal space is an aesthetic, um, which... Is a location in which is a transition between two other locations or states of being. Um, typically, these are are abandoned and oftentimes empty. Um, school hallway during the summer, for example. Um, Skinamarink follows these kids as you know. Essentially, a possession is happening. I would say is what's going on, and a lot of the shot, almost ninety nine percent of the shots are just kind of these in-between shots that are showing the, uh, like a thing or, or like a corner or just kind of the environment, not really focusing on the kids and 
the parents, which I think adds to the kind of disturbing nature of it, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love the color grading. Uh, the The primary lighting in the movie is this TV that's playing old cartoons, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. They have like this nice uh, older 70s, 80s kind of uh, visual filter, and it just really adds to a you know the effect um i will say that it probably uh, i'm i will say it, it could have been like shorter <laughs> it could have been so much shorter i love it so much but it's still like an hour and 40 minutes of just like in between shots and it just kind of kills the man um i really loved the uh the anxiety that this movie gives it doesn't really have a well it it doesn't it really g- have it gave me anxiety that's <laughs> for sure it it doesn't necessarily have a soundtrack or anything it has just the tv playing in the background and you really only get like these little spots of story through what the kids are saying and what the creature is saying and what the parents are saying and they don't speak very often it's very much like what's happening what's going on etc I asked myself that multiple times. What the (laughs) fuck is going on? I mean, it's definitely not traditional in its storytelling. I can see why people might not enjoy it. But overall, the concept and execution are enticing, exciting, and well done. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a strong 7 out of 10. (sighs) Goodness. Ben, why don't you you go ahead? (laughs) I mean, I, I will say, you know, I stopped on my break at lunch today. Don't fire me. <laughs> but I watched like the first ten minutes of it, and I—I I mean, I'll admit that you know the dead silence of that movie is anxiety-inducing, and I get it. And I'm waiting for the you know in a movie that could have been riddled with jump scares because of how quiet it is. I uh, you know I think it's good, but I think at the same time. It's not my most favorite thing I've ever seen, but I still, I still got a little, I don't know how to word it, but uh, yeah, I can't even say what I felt about it honestly, because I, you're gonna have to cut a lot of that out. Uh, no, no, this, no, this is the lead up to no. Tyler, Tyler's explosion. Yeah, because Tyler's got some shit coming, and I just, I can, he's been telling me about it all day. It's an art house film. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means, but. What would you rank the movie, Ben? Like one out of ten. What would you give it? I'm giving it a four. Mm, generous. So. <laughs> said, mm, generous. generous. <laughs> all right. All jokes aside, I'm going to be very, as fair as I can be here. Yeah. Mm. I'm well aware this movie was made for $15,000. I was not aware of that. Yes. It yeah, was no, it a very cheaply made film by a first-time director. Four and a half. Is what I'm giving it now. <laughs> and he, listen, I understand what he was trying to make. I understand that this was never meant to be a amazing, like conjuring level film. This this was an an art project, mm-hmm. and that's me being generous with what I call it. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is, this movie should have been... Oh, that's funny. A YouTube video 
kind of like what it was fucking based on. <laughs> it didn't need to be made into a full-length movie. He had no story. He expected me to sit here and watch every fucking corner of this dull-ass <laughs> house and interpret things. He wanted he wanted to leave everything up to our interpretation, but there was nothing to fucking interpret. Like, look, look. Okay. I'm getting upset. Um, He's getting mad. I, I was very upset that I had to watch this for an hour and 40 minutes. It was, it was a waste of my life. Now, oh, good. that being said... I can understand how some people would enjoy this. Um, I, it is a very, very, very niche film. <laughs> niche. As niche as, as niche can get. How many times are you going to say niche? As many niche. times as I feel like it's required. <laughs> it's a niche. And I think that I can somewhat commend Kyle Edward Ball, the director, for attempting this. I think that he should have at least had a little more dialogue. I think that he should not have left it so far into interpretation. And he should have cut 40 minutes. That's me being fair. Yeah. I think that it is impossible for me to truly understand, based off the plot, kids wake up, there's no doors or windows. Uh, We know that mom and dad are there, but they're being possessed maybe i i don't know it's up to interpretation shit i don't know what happened to him but apparently you know i will say this and and it's the only version of it that i can at least get behind and say like that would have been cool if this is what he would have stretched out a little more is that it is some kind of demonic entity that controls time and space and he has essentially imprisoned these kids in some form of purgatory which if the premise would have been a little more clear on that maybe i could have enjoyed it slightly more but unfortunately if that was what he was trying to get across if fuck if i would have known and it's he should have left it a youtube video and he should have if he was going to make it into a full length film it should have been cut um i i don't know who greenlit this for him no, i don't know who watched this and said yeah, my man, go off. Like, you you do you. I don't know. I don't know. But if you want my rating, I'm going to give it... I will, I will be nice and give it a 2 out of 10. And the 2 is just because he gets that one extra point. Just because, like, I do think that this style of filmmaking, you're right. This style was very cool. In moderation. Mm-hmm. Or, it doesn't have to be in moderation, but you have to give me a little more to go on. (laughs) And if maybe I'm just not smart enough, I get it. I'm not not an artistic film lover. I'm not. But, like, I think... Yes, I, I, I can see why somebody would like it. But I think that, like, I could see this becoming a subgenre of film. Like, this grainy, um, just kind of way of storytelling through bits and pieces... But I just don't think you can make a full-length feature film out of it. Now, what I will say, what I wish he would have done, what I think could have saved it for me, is all those shots you see where it's just like, we're looking down this dark hallway. And, you know, of course there's this grain in the film that makes sure it plays with your eyes. Like, is there yeah. something there? Oh, yeah, no, well, I saw, I, I, when I was watching it, I, 
I could swear I saw something walking by several times. Yes, but like the thing is, it there wasn't. It's your eyes. It's the grain. It's a trick, and that's cool. Yeah. I like that. But I wish he would have added more instances where there was something there. Mm. I want to be. Cre- if you're not going to give me a story, I want to be creeped out. I wasn't scared. I was never scared watching this. Mm. There were two jump scares that I remember. One where a doll's on a ceiling. I guess it moves. I never saw it move, but some bitch freaked out. (laughs) And then whenever there was the hand. Genuinely creepy. There was a hand reaching in the doorway after mom and dad disappeared. Yeah, I did like that part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was creepy. Like, if you would have just sprinkled just a salt bait, a few (laughs) little more of those in there. Like, just give me something to watch. I don't want to sit here and interpret every single frame of a movie. I don't... My brain... You, who can process it that quick? Thank God I wasn't high. <laughs> I'm like, I would have... Ah, uh, uh, I would have been... It would have been an hour and 30 in, and I would have still been dissecting the first scene. <laughs> but yeah, 2 out of 10, and that is that is me being as nice as I can be. Yeah. No, I... I uh... After it got toward more toward the end, I uh, shoot, what did I write down? Um, I He's a got little, a whole fucking notepad. Got a like I'm, I got a bad memory. Um, you good over there? Yes, I'm fine. What <laughs> happened to you? I I thought I thought I saw something in the hallway for a split second, but I think it was a picture. Some some static maybe. No. There's not a picture in the There's hallway, something buddy. sitting right there over top of that table. Skin of a Shut up. <laughs> I'd never fucking see it. It don't matter. <laughs> Talk about, like, the least scared I'd ever be in my life to get possessed by. No, but, like, uh, I, 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 as it came to the end, because um, I do agree, uh, hour 40 minutes is just, it, I had to split it into two watch sessions because I just could, I couldn't. Um, especially after working 12 hours, I was just like, I'm falling asleep. Um, <laughs> and yet you gave it a 7 out of 10. I You I personally literally think... just said you almost fell asleep during a film. Because I just 7 well, out of I 10. worked 12 hours and then came home and watched a film that there's not a lot happening on screen. It's all very much you got to pay attention to little bits and pieces. And my brain was just like, I'm going to sleep. Don't stop me. Um, but no, I I think this, this film... Uh, if it had been cut down to 96 minutes, um, would be great. Okay, it's Edda. Hey, Edda. Sorry. <laughs> I'll show me Sneaky Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, just the door started open quietly, and I was like, <laughs> 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 um, I, I really think that it could be a great prequel movie to something like Conjuring or something. Because I think what the reason why I give this a, a 7 out of 10, um, number one, I love all the frames. The the way everything... Like, I saw a lot of people complaining, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's it's just looking at a corner and whatnot. The way they angle a lot of things is very eye-catching and pleasing. Like, yes, there's not a lot going on, but if you took frames from this movie and made, like, an a art gallery, it could work. It'd be limited, but it could work. Um, secondly, uh, if they did make it like a prequel to Conjuring, like I really love the concept of um, possession without outside in- interference. 
especially from the kid's point of view. Because, like, it, it's just, it's impossible to imagine. I think Skinamarink did a really good job of picturing it and trying to execute it. Is from the kid's point of view, like, the parents are possessed or gone, and they have nothing else, and they're just trying to scramble, keep away from whatever's, whatever's there. And they can't perceive it, and it's dark, and they don't know what's going on. And I think the movie captured that feeling very well. They could have done with more story. I would have appreciated just like a smidge more or something. Um, but like a prequel to like a Conjuring film. To where like we see what happened. A full movie. Just like, but not too intense. Like uh, a quick watch. And then we get to see like them going in and we know the details of what happened and whatnot. Uh, if they, I don't, I mean, I think if like you, if, if he were to make another movie and it would be, let's just say it was, a, this was a prequel. This was a, his, this was his rough draft. Yeah. If, if he were to make this same style of film, but actually tell a story with this, I think I would be much more intrigued. Um, but. Uh, you know, right now, like, looking at it, like, the only things I can gain from the film that I consider and say, like, if this is what he was going for, I think this is actually kind of cool. I just don't know that that's what he was going for, yeah. is if this was a purgatory film. Yeah. Like, these children have been trapped. Okay, so we know that in the beginning of the film, uh, Kevin, I think is the boy's name. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't know because it doesn't say his name a lot, but Kevin... <laughs> Fell down and got stitches, or didn't get stitches, but he hurt his head. Got took him to the hospital, and this is the only time we we know that they left the house during the entire film. So, did Kevin die? Is Kevin, you know, because like, what is it? Maybe I'm thinking of Insidious, where a kid gets head trauma, and it opens up this whole new world to him. Uh, you know, in Insidious, I know he had like the further. I want to say yes, but you know, it could have been yeah. something like yeah. that. Like I, I don't know though. That's the thing. I literally have to reach to come to that conclusion. It is a lot, and I'll like I should not. I I love going after I watch a film, especially a film that's not so easily laid out. And looking up YouTube videos about like people explaining what this meant, what this meant. <laughs> now, the issue is. You should not be required to do that in order to understand a film. And even whenever I went and watched, like, Love Found Flicks, that, I think his name's Danny, love that greasy looking motherfucker. But, like, even he didn't know what the fuck this film was about. <laughs> and he's usually very into horror. Like, very nice. Very. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't know. Love, love this show. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, I mean, again, if if someone were to take this film style and actually apply a story to it, I would be all in. Like, I would, I think that that could really work. And if this guy ends up either making it or if somebody takes inspiration from him, yeah, great. You want to know what it honestly reminded me of? Just the Blair Witch, and that was yeah. boring as shit. Like, I didn't like the Blair Witch either, and that's because it came out in a different time. Yeah. Obviously, we have become so used to horror movies nowadays that things like eerie, eerie horror isn't scary to us yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, you know, there's a place for it. 
but there has to be there has to be a payoff to the eeriness. Yeah. Now I will say there at the end, uh, where I don't know if it's I didn't know if it was the mom, I didn't know if it was Kaylee, I didn't know if it was the de- demon. Oh, the face? Yeah, the face at the very Whoa. end. I didn't, and that's what's wrong. I don't know who that is, but I was, it I was creepy. It was the mom. Yeah. Because they, they showed the back of her head briefly. And then there was that bit where, like, uh, and I I didn't realize it was a lamp. I thought it was the one of the kids, but it's like you, there's they're sitting, uh, facing one of the walls, and you see something, like, moving, and I thought the kid was possessed now, and they were shifting their head. And then the part moves away from the bottom, and it's just like, oh, well, that's a lamp. What the fuck's that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Art House, I... I it, it tried something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm giving it such a high score. Is like I think it accomplished what it tried, with the exception of definitely needs more story and definitely needs less time. Yeah, no, I think uh, Ball did what he set out to do. Yeah. My issue is I just don't think it was smart to do what he <laughs> set out to do. So this is this is his first movie. Um, he made, so this film, he's made, I'm sure he's made a few more things, but what he's officially credited with, like, is, uh, the YouTube version of this film called Heck, which I started to watch, and then I was realizing, I don't think I can sit through this again. <laughs> um, but I'm sure, the, I, I've, I've, what I've read, the YouTube video is much better, um, bite-sized version of this. And... But this was his first feature-length film that got, you know, that he's been credited with. Well, I mean, give it time. If the YouTube video is, you know, giving or getting higher praise than this movie, I mean, he's going to learn from what he's doing. I mean, I, again, and to reiterate what you're saying, I think with, well, what with both of y'all are saying, with a shorter runtime and the, as you said, the salt bay of more jump scares and proper jump scares and or, or even just, if, just uh, like a proper kind of dialogue or something just to know what more, what's more going on just something more just a little bit more could have been added and i i would have been able to pay attention more like uh i mean yeah you know some of the moments there's just literally nothing happening like i sat there and stared at the mom sitting on the bed what it felt like a fucking hour but it it was really like a couple minutes but again i think he'll get it right if this is going to be his style because i think you can absolutely do a movie like this and it'd be terrifying you just have to be on top of it and have everything right yeah i mean you can have you know everything right but still mess up a couple things but Again, I mean, with this being his first movie, it's definitely not going to be the last thing we see from him. No, I, I could see definitely there. He will have a fan base. Mm-hmm. This movie will have a very small section of the internet that will, like, come for it. Like, there. <laughs> but, you know, there are some short films. This is an example of a short film that did not need to be made into a movie. Now, some, like Lights Out, great films. Like, they found a way to expand the premise and do it right. This, just, there was no premise. There there was just nothing to go off of. I just, I wish old Kyle would have just given us a little more breadcrumbs to follow. Yeah. 
I will say it was really, it was, I, I mostly watched it in my room, but then, because uh, my wife, I told my wife about it and she was just like, I, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. Um, I was very glad I did not subject my wife to it because that was the plan orig- originally, but then I was like, <laughs> let me, let me watch it first by myself and then I'll come back and watch it because I'm like, I w- I'll probably want to watch it again. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, my uh, my wife does not follow in the, the my footsteps of loving horror movies. <laughs> oh, she would have. She, I, I could I could see her walking out on you over this. Oh, I'm I'm going to something horror related this weekend that I will be not with her. What are you going to? Um, I will be among the epitome of horror icons in Concord, North Ooh. Carolina. What is it? Uh, it is called Mad Monster Party. Ooh, is that a convention? It is a convention. Oh, hell yeah. You didn't want to tell us about it? Did you really want to go? Uh, I would have gone. I probably wouldn't have had time. Well, I'm going with my uncle. I'm not going by oh, myself. I got you. Um, among the likes of people that will be there, uh, Robert England will be mm. there. Uh, John Carroll Lynch will be there. Played Twisty in American Horror Story. Okay. I had heard the name. Uh, let's see. Deep Roy. I'm curious to see where he'll be at mm. or what day he'll be there. Do y'all know who Deep Roy is? I'm gonna say no. Um, think of the uh, what are they called in the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, the Oompa Loompas. Loompas. Yeah, the Oompa Loompas guy will be there. <laughs> the like dude that played the Oompa Loompas, yeah. the newest one. His, I mean, yeah, his name's Deep Roy. He'll be there. Oh, okay. I guess it is technically a horror movie because like kids die. Oh, I'm sure once the IP runs out on that. <laughs> they're they're definitely gonna make a Willy Wonka horror film. I hope so. I would lo- I would be first in line. That would be awesome. God. And bring Johnny Depp back. <laughs> Please. The doors lock, and all the kids are just like, we just want to go. Uh, Alex Vincent will be there also. That he played, oh okay yeah Chucky. He played uh, Andy Barkley. My most excited person that I well most person I'm most excited for that I will be meeting. Um, is Peter Chris, the drummer, the original drummer for Kiss. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So. There's no reason to be nervous. Well, hey, I mean, uh, I know you know, we, we usually did, uh, He's getting paid a lot of money to show up and let you get his autograph. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of shit signed. If, uh, and you know, if y'all are there, that's cool. You won't see me, but, cause you know. I'll be in line. I'll be in line for Peter Chris. Don't worry, guys. Someday we're going to be at the convention. Yeah, attraction. You're still not going to know what I look like, but you can see Joe and Tyler. I'm good. Wait, you would never (laughs) go to a convention? No, I'm saying I'd go, but I don't really want to somehow. He doesn't want to sit around. You can wear a mask. That's that's what I mean. I'd like to do that. You you just wear like a mask. I'm just going to be in cosplay, I guess. Oh, cool. (laughs) Get him a full Ravens thing. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm not a very good, uh, well, I'm not a fan of my face, so I'm going to cover that up. I'm a fan of your face, Ben. Yeah, you got a nice face, Ben. Uh, I'm glad. They're never going to know that, but. <laughs> I mean, I'd, having having someone with a, the whole mask thing is it's pretty traditional when it comes to, like, horror stuff or podcast things, so it works out. I'll be the spokesperson for that. I'll be the, <laughs> I'll be the whatever, I don't know. I'll wear something. But, uh. What does Skinnamarink even mean in this regard? Uh, Why did he name it that? Yeah, it's an interesting choice for a name. Because, like, I kind of, like, whenever I think about, like, the idea of it being a purgatory, I like the name Heck. 
for it, which is what the name of the original YouTube video was. Now, I will also say the trailer, one of the best trailers, like, I was excited after I watched the trailer, but I did not realize what I saw in the trailer was literally 99.9% of the film. <laughs> after I was about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, God, please, no. All right, Like, I, it, is a, it is a great name for a monster. Like, the skinamarink? I mean, that's creepy sounding. Like, because it invokes, like, this happy feeling. Like, it's fun to say, skinamarink. But then whenever you turn it on its head, like, that's creepy. It I like is. that. Like, that's a good idea. Too bad that's not what he did. <laughs> hey, wow. Uh, grossed two million. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah, no, he made money on it. So yeah, it's good a, for him. It's a good turnaround for, you know. Yeah, hopefully, like we're saying, he will take it. Take the concept and expand on it in a more storyteller way. Instead of pointing the camera at the floor. Like, yeah, if he, if he goes to make another one of these, I will not watch it. <laughs> like, if he goes to make this exact same thing, just like different in some whatever weird way he decides, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, again, if it's got a better, or even, well, not a better storyline, but a storyline... And I mean, it kind of has a story. It's just so spread out over the course of like it does so many it, shots. It does have a story. But can you just... can you even tell me uh, which characters are alive at the end? Kevin. How do you know? Uh, Kaylee got her mouth taken, and the dad got taken pretty early. The mom was the one that was upstairs most of the time, but uh, the thing says Kaylee didn't pay or not didn't pay attention um didn't listen and wouldn't stop calling out for mommy so i took her mouth yeah but what about the scene where there's a lot of blood and screaming and it just keeps rewinding and fast forwarding i'm assuming that's kevin um, so then nobody's alive well uh you actually you you made a good point with the time thing because at the at the end of the movie spoilers I should probably put a spoil. We should probably do spoiler warnings. To be fair, like that is from Foundflix. Like that yeah. is what he said, and I was like, "Yeah, that kind of makes sense." Yeah. Um, so at the end of the movie, uh, Kevin is the only one presumably left, um, and he's kind of wandering the house. The entity is directing him to a certain point, and um, we learn through a phone call to nine one one that Kevin is hurt. Uh, yeah, I think he stabbed his eye. Yeah. Um, so, presumption is that it has some sort of ability to make and or break things. It can um, do anything. Yeah, like it can do a, anything. It's um, like a god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, if, if you think about it from that point of view, it is a monster that has just unlimited power... And has tracked a family in its own personal purgatory. And essentially has tortured them for, what, 562 days? Um, that's creepy. That's weird. Yeah, I did see that. That's yeah. right. But again, we don't know what 562 days is. I tell you what, it felt like that watching it. But it, it's... I don't know. 562 days. How, how is, that, is that a year? That's uh, close yeah. to two years. Two years? It's almost two years. Um, 
Skidamarink or Skinamarink is a popular preschool sing-along song from North America. Originally titled Skidamarink-a-dink-a-doo, Skidamarink-a-dee. I've heard that, yeah. The initial version of the song was written by Felix Feist for a 1910 Broadway production. Since the title is gibberish, it has had several vi- several spellings over the years. Um, and as far as like why they named it that in the film, uh, the only thing I could find was that they liked the way the K's sounded. Because, like, like you said, Skinamarink is sounds like interesting. Yeah. No. It, it. If I knew what the fuck a Skinamarink was, I'm sure I'd be terrified. But uh, no, I mean, like, okay. So between us, we have a two out of ten, four and a half, and a seven. So I, th- I say throw out the seven. I think it's stupid. He doesn't even know why he's giving it a seven. No, I, I know. like the way that some of the corners in the why house look. I'm giving it a seven, and it's because I it... really love the sound that Legos make when they come out of the box. It did stuff that I tell you what other... ASMR people, you're gonna love. Oh god! It. <laughs> if you love ASMR, you will. Actually, I chef's did... kiss from you. <laughs> I did see a couple people recommend this, and if you're gonna watch it, I do recommend doing this. Um, watch it at night, headphones on, no lights. Absolutely inc- incredible experience when, when you do that. Like you, especially because like with no lights on, no reflections or anything. The what Tyler was talking about with that fuzz, like you can see images and whatnot. God, you can see a lot of them. Yeah. Like there's so many faces that are just kind of like floating or, or things moving across the screen. Um, it is it is an experience. Do do I still say that it would need to be fucking shorter? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to sit in this house with no lights on and, and watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, Why do no. you keep looking down the hallway, man? <laughs> have, you, uh, have you had any updates? Uh, no, actually. I'm good. Haven't uh, heard or seen or anything. I'm good. Haven't felt anything either. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but... Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of waiting on it to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought you would appreciate the, the movie just because it's all these creepy shots of the house. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> you should be here at 11 o'clock at night when there's no lights on. You'd love it. No, you'll never see me doing it. <laughs> you said you wanted to do an overnight here. Yeah, but we'd be recording. Yeah. And? I would, I would do it if we were like going to stay up. I'm not going to fall asleep in here. Yeah. Well, I am waking up and seeing some weird little fucker standing over me no, if, with nails in their teeth. If we were to do that, we wouldn't be using computers. We'd get little recording devices and like record bits and pieces, and then like I don't know. And I guess just for anybody that would just this would be their first time listening, uh, we believe the house that we're in, Ben's house, is haunted. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, go and go and look up past episodes to get a better picture. Yeah, and I, again, I can't make the image more clear of how fucking dark this house is when there's no lights on. It, it, is, uh, it, it is very dark. You do you have plenty of windows, but for some reason the windows don't let light in. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the, like they just don't want to. The light doesn't enter this house. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, solid movie. I like art house films. That's, I, I don't know. Um, so you just you just like looking at things. You don't get you you'd see so much power out of just the 
the visuals of it. Yes. Um, I, I personally believe when people do things differently and it works in more than one aspect, which Skin and Marink does have a couple different aspects that work. What aspects? They're the, the same five fucking corners of the room we're looking at. The way it's shot, I like how the uh, number one sound design, especially because they used a lot of free sounds, really show showcases an understanding of how to make things sound creepy. Um, I, I really enjoyed the color grading. I really enjoyed the filter that they kept on there because it really kind of invoked, a, especially with a lot of the a lot of the sound design, invoked very seventies eighties feel for this for this movie. Um, I don't know. I feel like, especially with the lack of music, I feel like more movies could benefit from that. Because especially this day and age where everything always has like a soundtrack or something, I feel like there should be more movies where there's just literally no music. Really? Because like... And I can't fault them because it, it's an easy way to ramp up, but you hear those violins and it's just like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then they stop playing and it's just like, oh, my heart! And it's just, it gets so old so fast and to see something someone trying something new i can't help but give them like hey you did something you didn't achieve exactly what i wished you achieved but you did something new and it was good no i will i will give it that i agree i i think that that form of storytelling would work yeah there was just no storytelling. Yeah. And but is, like I do like the idea of no music. Like that is that is like nerve wrenching. That that could work and I'm sure there's been some films uh that have done it. Did, now, I know Quiet Place is like horror adjacent. But like Quiet Place never had any music, did it? Did it have music in it? Um well it had in a couple scenes. Okay. Well, it had orchestra music. I got gotcha. Um what I'm what I'm specifically talking about is just like nothing. Like yeah. the audience feels Yeah. No, like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would that would be really eerie and creepy. And I would like that very much. Just not in my in, life. In a different movie. One of, one, <laughs> one of my and I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but I have watched it a few times just because I I really like this movie. Um As Above, So Below. Oh yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You want to do that next week? Have you seen that? I haven't. I want to watch it, though. You oh, want to do that next week? Absolutely. I love that movie. We'll do that next week. Like, that, God. what you're looking for, where the, like, you know, the salt bay sprinkles of, yeah. like, jump scares. It's not a lot of jump scares, I don't think, but it, it, that's, it that's is, a, and it yeah. isn't, but it has a mix of, like, that no sound. It, it It's just, there's a really good story behind it, because the story that's behind it is an actual, like, Real life story that's been told for, I don't know how long this story's been out. I mean, it's basically Dante's Inferno. I don't okay. know. No, I don't I'll, let's let's save it for next week. I do, and I'll watch it, and we'll do that. Like I, I tried to get my wife to watch that movie with me, and she quit halfway through. She like not that she hated it, she yeah. just didn't want to watch it because it made her that uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I, I personally love that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'll save my detailed opinions but i i really enjoyed it because uh it does give that uncomfy uncomfy vibe okay i'm gonna i mean i've seen it plenty of time i'm gonna rewatch it again just to keep it fresh but yeah i'm excited for you no to watch yeah it, no i'm excited too I've, I've obviously heard of it i just yeah. my i'm 
don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so I'm bad at watching movies I'm supposed to watch. I watch a lot of movies, but like a lot of them are like very unforgettable. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Not gonna forget Skin Marink. You're gonna hate it forever. <laughs> oh, I will never forget Skin Marink. I can't forget the torture I experienced for an hour and forty minutes. I will say when it comes out, I think the three of us are. Us and our wives should go see Scream Six. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. See, and and that I really think because like the arguably first two Screams I think are good. The rest are kind of they either get too meta or kind of just fall off in quality. I guess Um, this looks fresh. Looks interesting. It looks like they they really put some thought into the revitalization of you know. Hey, let's not bring back Sidney Prescott and you know everybody else. And you know, see, I'm I'm of the thinking that they bullshitted us that that she is in this movie. But I'd be shocked if she wasn't at least involved or mentioned. I'm willing to bet that that's how they're going to end it because this is not the last one. I think they've already greenlit seven, which will be another couple years from now. But well, I'm. Willing to bet that's how they'll end it, is she is somehow involved finally in all of this. Yeah. But I don't know that. I don't I mean, know that. Just the but, the downfall of Sidney Prescott from victim to murderer. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can take in almost 30 years of, well, everybody being killed. Out to kill you. <laughs> and everyone out to kill you, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only I'll so much you. shit you yeah. can take before it's, you turn over on the other side. Especially because in in the movie they show people wearing ghost face masks. Can you imagine? Just like, hey, this person tried to kill me and it got popularized, and now there's masks everywhere on Halloween. So I lock myself in a stronghold <laughs> every Halloween. Like, mm. Imag- I'm trying to think. Like, imagine. Um, God, I wish I could think of like a. Uh, I guess it would be like a, as like people that were actual victims of the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of a killer that had like a calling card, so yeah. to speak, and stuff like that, and people yeah. that survived him. and Because, I mean, there are people that worship the Zodiac Killer. Not worship, but you know what? They probably yeah, well, are. But they do. You get what I'm saying, though. People that just genuinely love the idea of him and like his story. And, you know, to be somebody that actually survived that or had a family member that was tragically killed by him. Um, I mean, I could only imagine, like, how frustrating that would be. Well, the fact that, and I know we don't we don't really talk about that on here, but the fact that they had let him go. I don't know if either one of you knew that. But yeah, yeah. The, the police. The, because they were looking for, like, a black guy. They were looking. It was, the it was a miscommunication on the police scanner. And instead of... You know, looking for this man that they literally walked past. on talked the, to. They talked to him on the street. And he referenced it. It's not just a theory that he referenced no, yeah. this in a letter to the uh, to the news that and the, the cops let me go. Yeah, and I think the officers, or at least one of them, confirmed, like, uh, yeah, I did. They both did. They had to. Like, he got out of that taxi after he shot that one of the last people that he killed. And walked into the park and disappeared. Yeah. They watched him leave. Was that the last time? I think it was the last time. Because like that would make sense if like because that police sketch came out of him after that. I think because yeah. they like so it's like okay, well I did my thing. They they're on to me. I'm gonna just dip out and call it a career. <laughs> I mean we're we're closer to finding who 
Jack the Ripper was compared to the Zodiac Killer. No, we already know what the, who the Zodiac Killer was. We know who the Zodiac Killer was? Yeah. Who? Yeah, no, uh, I didn't think they confirmed that. No, no, he, he died. Um, I This would be the first time hearing of this. I thought this would be bigger news if they figured out who Zodiac I was. I know that one of his ciphers that had been encrypted for years finally got cracked like a year or so ago, but I don't think anybody it revealed no, anything important. Shit. What? I think you're. They, I think you're being senile. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I remember this because it came up on the news, and because he 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 died of natural causes. They suspected Arthur Lee Allen, but I don't think they ever confirmed that it was him. I'm gonna have to find this because I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, Gary Francis Post. Uh, he was identified by the case breakers who passed away in 2018. Um, but it, it was, I know this is going to sound terrible, but it was so fucking funny that they found him because he made, he put a movie review on one of Ted Bundy's movies at one star. And I, I can't remember the comment he left, but he was, it was pretty much to the effect of like, you know, Zodiac killer movie was better sort of thing. And I, I could swear up and down to you that they they found him. He died of natural causes. He it's it, it was something about like he left some letters or something or one of his neighbors ID'd him. But uh, I remember hearing about that. I never saw that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Indeed, in 2021, they announced that the Zodiac Killer was likely an Air Force veteran named Gary Francis Post. Post, they argued, had the scars on his forehead that matched the sketch of the Zodiac Killer, and Post's name fit suspiciously well in a number of murders. A num- well, in one of the murderer's coded notes. He did, the Zodiac himself did say that if you crack one of the codes, that his name is in there. So, I mean, it's... Wow. I'm showing Ben a picture of the sketch and then post. I mean, I mean, like, I, mean I can see I, it. I can see it, but... I mean, you you know, I, he looks like every other fucking white person. I don't mm. know. I mean, you know, the man's dead now. There's no way to tell for sure, I guess. But uh, there's, I guess that's a picture of him when he was younger. That does look a lot like him. I, he looks like Michael J. Fox. I was going to say, God Almighty. <laughs> he looks a lot like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> but, I mean, no, that's interesting. That is interesting. I never, I don't know why I would have never heard of that. I just heard. Damn, now I know what I'm going to be listening to podcasts about tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, really. I got to get caught up on this. I'm, I'm, I'm off my Zodiac shit. I've just always heard that they thought it was Arthur Lee Allen, but he, yeah. again, he didn't match the description and a lot of the things that he was saying personally, just, I think he was saying it to Why do we have to give them their middle name? Why do they all have to middle names if, like... I don't know. It just makes them sound more nefarious, don't it? In a way, yeah. I mean, a little bit. There's one on the loose right now in Mississippi, I think. They were worried there was one in Charlotte not too long ago. I heard that. Yeah. And another one in Chicago. Yeah. 
Fun place we live in. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's not It's not the place, though. It's not at all the place. It's people. Well, it's just, you know. We are a godless country. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find... Going away from serial killers, there is something else that I, uh, I found out that, you know, a lot of the folklore that comes out of the Appalachian Mountains... A lot of that same folklore is connected to uh, the mountains of Northern Ireland. And I didn't know this. I think it's Ireland or it's Scotland, either one. It's somewhere in that area. At the time, and everybody knows what Pangea was. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> I totally forgot about that until you just said it. That is a good song. Uh, at the time of Pangea, North America and that part of the world where Ireland and Scotland are were connected. Like hmm. our Appalachian Mountains and their mountains were literally the same mountain at the same time. Hmm. So there's no fucking telling like what kind of cryptid could be coming out of that. A leprechaun. Oh, I mean God. you never know. I just thought that was really interesting. I never knew that well obviously I knew that the world was connected and the continents were connected, but I didn't know that the same mountains that we have were shared with that area of the world. I thought it was really cool. No, that's interesting. So the, uh, sorry, um, found it finally. Um, the hunt for 10 Bundy, Bundy 2015. Ted uh, Buddy. Ted Buddy. Ted Buddy. Um, Is this the Zach Efron one? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I never watched them. Uh, it wasn't bad. <laughs> The Zodiac Killer gave it one star and said, Awful. Would give less than one star if I could. Ted Bundy is wildly overrated. <laughs> like, and that's just... the thing. Like, I think it's real. I think these fucking dudes, like, act like they're NFL players trying they to do. compare stats. They yeah. do. Like, who's the GOAT? Like, shut the fuck up, losers. They absolutely do that. They're narcissists. Every yeah. single one of them. And, well, no, what's, what the issue is, is, like, we, we obviously, like, we're interested in... The stories. We do not admire these people in any sort of way. They are all pieces of shit that are going to burn in hell, and I hope they get their fucking dick holes raped every day. Whoa. (laughs) Jesus. But, like, there are people, like, that glorify these people. I I don't think we should be making movies about them. No. Don't get me wrong. I'm watching them, so I'm part of the problem. But, like, I don't... I think there's... There is too much coverage of stuff like this. It's just like the Idaho murders... Stop talking about the fucking dude. Mm. Let's have the trial. Let's give the family a peace of mind. Like, we don't need to have these people in the news. Because essentially, I mean, you know, yes, the Dahmer series was interesting, but at the same time, that's just reiterating all that trauma that those people went through. No, that's a perfect example. making them relive that shit again. Yes, and then there was a good month where Jeffrey Dahmer was at the epitome of American, like, culture. Yeah, like, every time I got on TikTok, it was Jeffrey this, Jeffrey that. I'm like, man, this is not somebody you want to imitate. TikToks and memes, I'm like, the dude ate, raped, and killed people. Mm. Like... That's not someone to admire. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the show. Again, I'm part of the problem. I'm watching it. But <laughs> it, it just the the wave of just the, how he just infiltrated the zeitgeist all over again was just crazy. Yeah. 
And that's the part that, like you were just saying, how, you know, they're trying to talk about their stats and shit. If that dude was alive right now, he would have absolutely loved that. Oh, yeah. Because it's putting him back where he wanted to be, in the spotlight, and that's just how people like that are. They feed off of that shit. Yeah, and there's some sick fuck that's like, I want a biopic made after me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's just the truth. That's how those people can be. They're not all like that, but it's very rare that they don't end up acting that way. Yeah. But all right. So next week, as as above, so below. Um, uh, it's gonna be a gonna be a fun watch. A lot lot of, lot better than Skin of Marine for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for you to watch that movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to see it again. I don't know if uh, my wife wants to watch it. There's a character named Benji. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be my favorite. Don't love um, him for long. Don't, don't. You're gonna spoil. Spoilers. Uh, all right. So, uh, I'm Joe. I'm Tyler, and I'm Ben. And this has been They Watch at Night. Skin on a rink, a dink, a dink. Skin on a rink. Fuck. Jesus. I was a. I was gonna leave that in. I was. Go- I was gonna leave the whole...